let the weak say i am strong the bible there acknowledges that the fellow is weak but god said don't say you are weak say i am strong and the word translated strong there is the is the it, it means we're talking about the role of confession hallelujah in our christian lives amen even in with love the bible said that faith walketh by love glory be to jesus there's something that i want to deal with that is important while we continue with this because when it comes to the kingdom of god our words are powerful Glory be to God. Our words as children of God are very, very powerful. We should not throw words around without meaning. Or hallelujah, it's very vital that we're in control of our words because eventually our words control the direction of our lives. It, makes, it, it, it determines whether we become victorious or become defeated. Is so vital. The Bible says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. Amen? If we don't think right, we will not talk right. The Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What we're saying is a product of what we are thinking. Glory be to God. That's what God is saying. It came from somewhere. What you're not thinking about will not come out of your mouth. You need to guard what you say, even when you're joking. You need to mind that you do not say things that are inappropriate, things that are not of God, things that will undermine your victory in Christ Jesus. In Christ, we start from a place of victory. We don't start from defeat to victory. When you get born again, you're seated in, together with Christ in the heavenly places far above all principality and power. And that is why usually our Christian lives start with a lot of joy. Amen? Now, but as experiences of life begin to come, because the enemy wants to buffet the believer so that that believer begins to speak negatively so that he can then bring defeat. Defeat is not yet there when you're experiencing something is there when you start saying it. When you start talking, that's when you know whether you're going to end up staying, maintaining your victory, or you're going to be defeated. It's important that we learn that part of our Christian lives. Amen? God made it that way. Hallelujah. By your words, you are justified. By your words, you are condemned. Praise the Lord. It says in, in, in Proverbs chapter 18, it says that a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Now, you can read this from other translations and it will give it a, a, some, you know, some translations are paraphrases. Praise God. It will say something else also because the interpreter or whoever that person is, is thinking from another angle. Amen? Now, but the word of God, when we know that this is what he's talking about, 
is when we get to verse 21. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the authority of the tongue. They're in the domain of the tongue. Hallelujah. They're in the ability of the tongue. Hallelujah. They're in the authority of the tongue. It's in the strength of the tongue. Hallelujah. It's, It's a technique or a technicality of the tongue. Glory be to God. All right. It, it is, the tongue has the right of possession. The meaning of that word says it has the right of possession or is located, all right, or gives direction. Praise God. And so your tongue can give the direction to death or to life, all right? The Bible tells us something. God said, I said before you this day, life and death. Choose life, Amen. So if we, were to, if we were to put this in, that cont- in, in the light of that, it would mean that God says to speak life. Hallelujah. I've said before you this day, life and good, death and evil. Praise God. Hallelujah. And God says, you know, choose life that you might live. Praise God. So speak life that you might live. Speak life that you might live. When you want to increase, it's important that you know that you have to speak the word of increase. All right? It says, with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. And so, when you're speaking a word of lack, you're going to come into lack. You need to be conscious, get yourself, get a hold of yourself and change direction. Remember that it says that it's located, it gives direction. So your mouth, which is the rudder gate, which is the rudder of your life, gives direction to where your life is going. If your life is, is, is headed in the, in the direction of destruction, it will be in your mouth first. The Bible also tells us that a fool's mouth is his destruction. A fool's mouth is his destruction. His lips are the snare of his soul. Now, you can read it a lot of ways that, okay, the things you're saying is causing destruction all over the place. You're destroying relationships by the negative things, by the things that you're saying, you're destroying relationships. By the things that you're saying, you are also, you can be, 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 uh, uh, make friends. Bible says that the man that had friends must show himself friendly. And there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Amen? And so, when we choose love or want love to grow, the things that we say must promote love. Hallelujah. The Bible says that to consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Talking to the believer among believers. Amen? Talking to the child of God among children of God. We also show love to the unbeliever, praise God, by seeking their good, amen, by seeking their good. We seek their eternal good, not momentary or temporary good. Our our main objective is to get them into the kingdom of God so that they'll get to spend eternity with God. Now, some of them get insulting, get abusive, and begin to say things that they shouldn't say, and uh, say they want to stick stubbornly 
to the foolish things that they believe. Some of them want to stay in that realm. And when they insist, love will respect their stand and let them go to hell, you know, if that's what they want. Because you can't force anyone, but we can persuade them by the word of God that this is what the word says. This is death. This is life. Choose life. Amen. Hallelujah. And so, in our relationships also, we should promote love, speak the right things, speak the things that encourage their relationships to walk. Amen? And don't get into the pitfalls that the enemy, the snares that the enemy has laid, traps he has laid there. Through the things we say, we weaken, the, we shorten the hand of God. Or we release the power of God. The things we say either shorten the hand of God or release the power of God. Hallelujah. God, God's hand is shortened when we make contrary confessions and declarations to the things that he wants to do. Uh, and it makes him not be able to act on our behalf because of the things that we have said. Hallelujah. When we speak in a way that releases God to do what he wants to do, he will walk on our behalf. When we say words in unbelief, it shortens the hand of God. Hallelujah. It will shorten him. It will shut out God from doing what he wants to do. Glory be to God. In the book of Malachi, he also says there, thy words have stood stout against me. Stout against me. While by our words or negative or contrary confession to the word of God or the promise of God, we frustrate what God wants to do. And he says, your words have been stout against me, saith the Lord. That's your word is resisting me. Hallelujah. And so we should not say things to resist God. We should say things to release God to do what he wants to do. Like he said, vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. But when you go and you start trying to avenge yourself, you shorten the hand of God. And sometimes you may do damage to yourself when you're trying to avenge yourself. It's a live place for vengeance. I will repay, saith the Lord. Amen? And so, yeah, as we were saying... When you want to increase, apart from there are, we, we in, in Christ or in the kingdom of God, we walk circumspectly, meaning we take into account every facet of God's deal or package concerning us. It's not just the, the role of confession is above all things because confession and our actions in line with our faith is the shield of God's is the shield of faith. We lift it up and we quench every attack of the enemy. When once our faith is up there and our faith is, dem- is released by the spoken word and by our actions that line up with the word of God. Praise the Lord Jesus. By our confession, we keep ourselves healthy. By your confession, you can keep yourself, you know, sick or in bondage, or trapped 
or lead yourself into captivity by the things that you're saying. Those words can stand against God, God's power. When we talk about God, we're talking about God's power working positively on our behalf. Hallelujah. Uh, life is good. If, even when unbelievers say life is good, you see them, you know, but what usually happens is that the enemy throws them a curveball and from then on they start talking all kinds of things. You and I know people who say a lot of negative things and when you see them, they're always complaining 24-7. And those people who complain like that are never successful. You see them, they're always saying negative things. All their testimonies are negative. You notice that you avoid them. If you meet someone and the person is talking about all kinds of diverse kinds of diseases, and all the time that's what the, that person's testimony is, and they say that that is what is happening to them, that they're just telling you, you find out that very soon they lose their families. Very soon things start going so wrong. What is happening? They created it. They created it. The Bible says you shall decree a thing and it shall be established unto you. A dear man of God said, your imagination is your creative ability. Hallelujah. Those things that you're thinking are the things that you're saying that are producing the circumstances around you. They're producing the circumstances around you. And so we need to speak right things about knowing that we are creating these things. We're creating a, a, a kind of atmosphere that we desire. Where do you want to live? The Bible says that a wise woman builds up her house. And a foolish woman plucks it down. How are they doing it? With their mouths. A fool's mouth is his destruction. His soul are the snare, or his lips are the snare of his soul. Praise the Lord. And so when you are talking, you must be careful that the things that you're saying line up with the desired out, the outcome that you desire. If a woman wants, or a man wants a stupid family, he can always call members of his family stupid. And they will, when, even if they, they are smart with everybody else, when they come to you, they become stupid because you have created it. And if they live in your environment under your stupid, the, the anointing of stupidity, they're going to become stupid. Hallelujah. Now, but when you declare what God says about them, this is the very reason why God would judge the believer that calls another believer a fool. Because God did not, God said, this one is my righteous one. I have made him my righteousness. I declared it by faith. You should say what I say concerning them. Hallelujah. We are saved. You know, we are delivered. We are being set free from the kingdom of darkness. We have been delivered from the kingdom of darkness and translated into the kingdom of Jesus Christ, of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are in Christ. Hallelujah. Bible says that Christ is also in us. 
Bible says Christ is in you, except you be reprobate. When you're a Christian and you're not thinking right, you're going to believe some things that the enemy wants to say to you. And you're always, the enemy is always trying to cause believers to say things that are contrary to the word of God that they may be weakened thereby or be snared thereby. In Joel chapter 3, verse 10, it says, Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hogs into spears. It says, Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the weak say, I am strong. But what you find is that believers are trying to say that they are weak, that they may be strong. But we are strong. The Bible says, when you were yet without strength, in due season, Christ died for the ungodly. What does that presuppose? It presupposes that God gave us strength the day we got saved, and therefore we should acknowledge it. Amen? The, Philemon 6 says that the communication of your faith might become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing that is in you by Christ Jesus. You acknowledge it, you activate it. You acknowledge it, you set it into force, into motion. It begins to work for you. Amen? Bible says that we become partakers of the divine nature through the promises. Through acknowledging the promise, we activate the divine nature. Amen? And so, G, uh, uh, the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord, in, in the book of Jewel said, Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the weak say, I am strong. The Bible there acknowledges that the fellow is weak. Did you see that? Weak by what? Weak by addiction. Maybe weak by fornication, weak by whatever, weak in body that the person is sick. He said, let the weak say, I am strong. Now, there's something that you will observe. When you are in the training process of saying, I am strong, you, that weakness will be on you. Because the Bible says that person was weak. And God acknowledges that the person was weak. But God said, don't say you are weak. Say, I am strong. And the word translated strong there is the, is the, it means warrior. A valiant one. He said, by our God, we shall do valiantly. By our God, we shall do valiantly. How do we do it by our God? By acknowledging every good thing that is in us by Christ Jesus. And so we need to talk like people who know. Amen? Who know the language of the Spirit? Amos 3.3 3 says, Can two walk together except they be agreed? Can we walk with God without agreeing with Him? Our sins, your sins are forgiven you for His name's sake, the Bible says. So we cannot say that we're still in our sins. If we, that's what we say when we say that we are sinners. Let me say this to you. Evangelists sometimes have a dispensation or the ability to say some things 
does not mean that the rest of the church should talk like that. When an evangelist comes to a crusade ground, to a ground where he is campaigning for Christ, and he's standing on the podium, God will give him a special dispensation to talk with empathy to the people. And so he's talking from their perspective. And he will use words like, we are all sinners. We have all been weak. Or we are in that place. Where, you know, he's been given a special dispensation to talk like that. If you as a believer continues in your private life to talk like that, you are destroying the very foundation of your faith. Bible says, for with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. That word salvation also includes deliverance, which means if you did not believe that you were righteous, you are not saved. You need to believe that. With the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. You cannot enjoy the things of God without acknowledging them. With the heart, man believes unto success. With the mouth, confession is made unto it. You believe it, you believe it, you believe I'm doing well. Then you declare with your mouth your success. And you will come to success. Because you will have whatsoever that you say and believe with your heart.